This is audio? Yes, just okay. audio. All right. I would not do video. I look like a drowned rat today. <laughs> you ready to go? Episode 2 of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. In case you missed it, this podcast is designed to connect with you, our members, customers, and community about all things co-ops, food, and what's happening in the world around us. We thought this was important to do in a time where we can't necessarily make these connections in person. So how's everyone's week been? Or weeks? I, I don't actually know how long it's been since the last episode came out. Speaking of thank you, I just want to give a big thank you to everyone for your love and support on episode one. If you didn't listen to episode one, you should definitely go back and listen. It's not required and this episode will still make sense to you, but why wouldn't you want to listen to episode one first? Going into episode two, I feel like this should be easier, but I feel like it's almost harder because you know how when you go back to school, you plan the entire summer for your first day of school outfit and it looks bomb, but everyone knows that actually it's the second day of school outfit that has to look the best because that's the one people haven't been planning for. So if you're gonna be a real star, you have to look good on the second day too. So this is like the second day of school where there's less prep, but I still have to look good. <laughs> Not that you can see me. Anyways, episode two is all about our employees here at the Littleton Food Co-op. For 11 years, we've had great employees, but they've really proven themselves over the past few months. They've showed they can remain dedicated, resilient, and still some of the coolest people I know in the face of a huge adversity. Honestly, I've always wanted to be everyone's BFF at the store, and that still remains true today. Unfortunately, I couldn't talk to all of our employees because A, there's like a hundred of them, and that's a lot, and B, a lot of them probably think I'm really weird, uh, but that's their loss anyways. <laughs> but I'm very grateful for the ones who did lend their time to talk to me and to make this episode happen. To start, we're going to go where the journey begins for all co-op employees, human resources. I sat down with Melissa Bridges, human resource manager of the Littleton Food Co-op, to talk about what it takes to be a co-op employee and why we give such good customer service. Take two. It's still Take 2.1, yeah. yes. Okay. Right. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Anastasia. Thanks for joining us here today. Thank you. Do you want to tell everyone what your role here is at the co-op and how long you've been here? Great. I am the HR manager. I've been here for six years. Can I add something else? Of course. I Today, actually, I just received my extra official notification that I passed my certification exam, which I took six weeks ago. Yes, they, they said I passed then, but I was pretty sure I hadn't. So, <laughs> so they did confirm I passed, um, and that was a, a major hurdle and accomplishment for me. It was a four-hour exam, 160 questions. You wow. need an 80% to pass. And now it's something I will have to keep up my education um, to keep this certification. But major accomplishment that I'm very excited about. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so what do you like to do outside of work? Not talk to people. 
<laughs> I agree. Uh, um, I love my job at the co-op, but it does take a lot of energy with almost 100 employees and um, everything I want to do to help them and everything they need. So when I'm not here, um, I'm away from people, I'm away from computers. Uh, you'll find me outside as much as possible, mountain biking or hiking, being with my dogs, swimming. And I recently just bought a bow and arrow set so I can learn archery. Katniss Everdeen, who? Yes. The Hunger Games now. <laughs> so looking forward to that. So yeah, just really staying physical when I'm not here. I definitely understand that now that I'm transitioned more into my role in marketing, where my job is to sit all day and to stare at a screen, I'm like, those are my two favorite hobbies. So like now I have to find something else to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but can you tell us, thinking way back to six years ago and beyond, what was your journey to getting here? How did you come to work at the co-op? Well, I've been involved with co-ops for a very long time, probably since the early 90s. I moved to Vermont to go to culinary school in Burlington. And part of that program was doing some volunteer work. And we had a partnership with the Onion River Co-op, which is in Burlington. And that, at that time, was in the Old North End. So I started volunteering then. Um, and I've volunteered at several co-ops since. When I moved north, I got a, a position on the board with the St. Johnsbury Food Co-op. And then that morphed into an employment position at the St. Johnsbury Food Co-op. And I was there for 10 years, very small, very small co-op, six employees. And our annual sales equaled about what the Littleton Co-op does in a month. So very small, I did everything there. Um, and when I was decided to leave there, I'd been there 10 years, time to move on. I had met Ed through co-op networking, Ed, our general manager, and we started discussing my coming to work here at the Littleton Food Co-op. I'm glad all, after all of that time being in the world of co-ops that you still wanted to continue with it. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. uh, so clearly you knew a lot about co-ops coming into this role, but from what we've talked about before, not so much on the HR side of things. That is true. I uh, This is my first role in HR. So again, that certification really helps me understand my position more and what I can bring to the Littleton Co-op and the employees of the Littleton Co-op specifically. Yeah, I knew a lot about co-ops and that was the conversation I had with Ed. This store is a hybrid and so we sometimes can feel like a mainstream grocery store. A lot of our managers have excellent grocery store experience, but there wasn't a lot of co-op experience here. And Ed was looking for that. So that's what we talked about, and that's why I came to bring the co-op experience to the store. The co-op-ness. Yes. <laughs> so for those of us who weren't around back then, tell us a little bit about what it was like to work here when you first started. Yeah, well, when I first started, we were about half the size as far as the employees. We had about 50 employees at the time. The expansion had not happened, so the store was physically smaller. 
Um, with 50 employees, we did not have a break room. We did not have any meeting space. And the administrative offices were across the street in the ho old hospital. Um, and that's where we wound up having our meetings. So there was definitely a disconnect between the staff that was across the street. Even though we would make that treacherous journey walking across this road a couple times a day, we still were pretty disconnected. So it's really great for us to be in the store now and have a much better sense of what's going on. Not calling here when it's super busy and annoying people. So, so it was smaller. It must have been a thrill to start every day by running across a major right, road right. in Littleton. Yeah, with blind spots on it. Yeah, yeah, that's the, when I was in school down in Boston, that was what we would do to get to class every day because uh, we had to run across. Well, we didn't have to, <laughs> but 90% of people chose to run across the major road oh my gosh. instead of walking all the way up, crossing the street, yeah. and then walking all the way down. So Exhilarating start <laughs> Adds to a little the day. excitement to your day, <laughs> you know? So now fast forward to today to get a better understanding of maybe what the culture here is like. I understand we recently did an employee engagement survey. Is that correct? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, sure. We did our second employee engagement survey. We had done one back in 2017, just as the expansion craziness was starting and realized that wasn't the best time to do one. So um, it is something organizations will do every couple of years to really gauge where employees are. There are particular themes that uh, questions are asked about, and it's a completely anonymous survey, and we had all but one person answer the question. So we, we get a really accurate, rounded um, view of where what the employees feel about topics such as compensation, of course, um, communication, amongst their team as well as the store in general, benefits, how they feel about benefits, how they feel about performance management. So this survey breaks down the answers per department and then overall as far as the store goes. We, the consultant that did this for us said we are one of the, last time she said this too, we really rank really high. Most of our scores were 3.5 and higher, and 3.5 represents very satisfied. Oh. So we had maybe two scores that were lower than very satisfied. So we have compiled the, the main concerns, and we will be conducting a first ever focus group. Um, and this will be uh, volunteer employees. We'll create a group that's representative of our larger demographic. And they're going to work together for a couple of sessions. We need an administrative volunteer if you want to I'm volunteer. <laughs> they will work together for a couple of sessions with a very focused goal of coming up with potential solutions or so, yeah, potential solutions to the, the concerns that, that were brought up. So that's going to be a big chunk of work. We haven't done one of these here before, but it really puts 
the power to come up with the solution in the hand of the employees. So looking forward to that process. Yeah, I really like, enjoy even just hearing about that and knowing that employees were given a chance to say what they really like about working here and what we could focus on to improve it and then have a hand in improving it and not just getting something handed to them right. that is supposed to fix the issue. Yeah, and yeah. I hope that we do get some really uh, excited volunteers to participate in this because it is a great opportunity to to take action. You know, something, you have a concern, you have a direct opportunity to take action. So shifting gears a bit, let's talk about customer service specifically. Now, in my mind, I think that everyone on some level has the ability to give customer service maybe adequately, <laughs> not probably not necessarily good, but adequate customer service if they really tried. But what we hear from our shoppers and from other employees is that we give customer service that's much beyond adequate level. How do we do that? How does a co-op employee come to give such high quality customer service? Well, I think there's there's certainly a lot to that. A, I disagree with you. <laughs> Not everybody can give customer service. I've seen it, it's a fact. <laughs> Let us know what you think. I want to hear some opinions. Let us know if you think it is an innate ability for someone to give customer service. Marketing at littletoncoop.org. Okay, so customer service, that starts with the hiring practice. We hire people that appear to have the ability to have a conversation comfortably, talk about a variety of topics, and be able to approach somebody. I also take into consideration interviews can be, some people can be nervous, so I do take that into consideration. Another element of our interviews is what I call the walk and talk, where a manager will take the employee to the department so the employee can see truly what's going on in that department, but also the manager can observe how does this employee, potential employee, interact with people that he comes, he or she comes into contact with. So we observe in that way. And then when the employee starts, we have a pretty extensive onboarding process. And that is the result of a manager's retreat we had a few years ago and where we really dug deep into what we wanted our employees to look like at various stages along their career path. And all of it was about being able to give good customer service. So our valuing our employees, making them feel comfortable here, making them feel appreciated so that they in turn can make our customers feel comfortable. Make our customers feel comfortable. Um, we also hire more staff than an average retail environment does. And the reason for this is to allow our staff to be able to really give time to every individual customer that is needing it. So whether it's taking them to another department or showing them where a particular product is or just answering their questions um, about what's going on in the store, our employees can have those interactions 
with customers, make the customers feel like, yes, we care, we are here to take care of you, we're not acting like you're getting in the way of me doing my job, um, which you see sometimes in other places. There are a number of videos I know from going through training that we watch, but I think my favorite is the Zingerman's video. It rates top out of all training videos for best musical score (laughs) in a grocery store training video in an award ceremony I just made up. (laughs) I also really like it because I later found out that my friend, shout out to Sunny, is from Ann Arbor, where Zingerman's from, and she has met the people, like the founders of Zingerman's, or at least sat in close proximity to them. And I think that's very cool. And that makes me very adjacent, adjacent. Ah, uh, there you go. Adjacent famous. Right. So then after the basic training for all employees, which I also think is really great to have some sort of standard training for everyone, regardless of department, because it's kind of like we're all on the same level, no matter what you're doing. Even if you're coming in here in a supervisory role or you're just coming in and this is your first job ever, we have all gone through the same thing. Mm -hmm. We are all equal. (laughs) Wrapping up here, what would you say is your favorite memory or favorite aspect of working here at the Littleton Food Co-op? Well, six years is quite a while, so there's a few things that come to mind. And while I'm really glad the admin offices are in the store now, when we were across the street in the hospital, we all could bring our dogs to work. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I miss that. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. Um, What also has been great is for the last few years, we have developed a partnership with Granite State United Way and the Sisters of Charity that have a garden at the top of Littleton. And as part of the United Way's Day of Caring, I go up with a bunch of coworkers. Co-op pays us to volunteer to help harvest all this food and put these gardens to bed. So we get to work side by side with people at the co-op that I don't normally work side by side with. And that's that's really rewarding um, to just get to see people in a different environment. And then I also enjoy our meetings. And people are going to hear me say that and think it's crazy because people (laughs) don't like meetings, so they say. But when we do our all-staff meetings and our quarterly department meetings, you can can feel people's energy rise because they've been informed, they've had the chance to learn. At our all-staff meetings, they're working side-by-side because we do interactive activities. They work side-by-side with people they don't normally work with, so they get to meet more folks, and it just creates an atmosphere of more cooperation, in my opinion. We can always use more cooperation. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. More cooperation is good. Anything else you want to say about either your time here or what it's like working here or? Yeah, I think I would just say that I've been involved with co-ops for a very, very long time. And I love working here. I love how friendly everybody is. That's a huge factor in us attracting customers and employees. I like that there are like-minded folks who also have the same values as myself and as the co-op for planet and people. And I also like the challenges for people that do have different perspectives. And we have a respectful way of sharing those perspectives. 
Um, so those are all fantastic. And what's been a little challenging lately, though, is this wonderful democratic process that the co-op is. And with everything that's been happening with the virus and the um, protests that are going on around the country, there's a very small admin staff here that is figuring out how we handle it at our store. We don't have somebody from corporate that's got a research department that's sending us best practices to just do. We are researching it, we're figuring it out, we're talking to employees, to board members, to members, trying to figure out what's best for our community, and then writing those new policies, educating everybody on them, answering questions about them, all while still doing our regular job. I was gonna say, on top of everything right, else. on top of everything else. So that, while at the end of the day, I wouldn't have it any other way, it can be exhausting. But that's community, and that's democracy, and it's everybody having a say and being part of the decision-making process. And it's a great thing. Principle number two, democratically owned and controlled. That's great that you just yeah. recited that. <laughs> so if at the end of this awesome episode about our employees and what it's like to work here, someone wants to come work here. Yay! Let's talk about how to do that. We have our application online at littletoncoop.com slash employment. Or if that's not accessible for you, we still have copies at the service desk. So you can just ask. Someone will gladly give it to you. You're going to fill it out completely. We want to see a complete application. Come on, I'm sure you have nothing to hide. (laughs) It'll only just take you 30 seconds longer than an incomplete application. So really just make sure it's complete. And then you'll potentially be called and invited for an interview where as we mentioned you're gonna be yourself be your personable self I would say just relax don't get clammy or on the other hand don't have your hands be too cold (laughs) I distinctly remember coming in for my interview and being so nervous that my hands were gonna be too sweaty so I put them in front of the AC for the whole ride over and then I get here And Melissa goes, your hands are really cold. (laughs) And I said, cool, I'll just walk myself out. (laughs) But clearly that doesn't matter too much because three years later and I'm still here. Yes. (laughs) With my normal temperature hands. (laughs) And then after your interview, Hopefully you will shine like the shining star you are and you'll start that onboarding process we talked about. Absolutely. And yeah, and then maybe next year you'll be on the next podcast. Yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you. I thought it would be interesting to talk to a longtime Littleton Co-op employee and a newer hire to compare their experiences. Let's see what's changed and what remains a tried and true part of the co-op experience. happy to be here. So do you want to give a little background as to who you are, maybe what your official 
title is here and how long you've been at the co-op. Sure. Um, so my name is Minnie Cushing and um, I'm the controller. I joined the co-op in April of 2009 before we opened. I was hired on as a independent contractor to help set up the bookkeeping systems and get our licenses set up and all the stuff we needed. So can you maybe, can you clarify for someone who doesn't know what controller means? Maybe some of your day-to-day stuff, your main tasks? Yeah, so I, the controller is, well, I started out as really the bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. And then I took on more responsibilities. I would say the biggest thing I do that sort of qualifies me as a controller is I create all the reports, all the financial reports, and I also kind of audit our daily financial activity. Um, So just um, making sure everything is accurate and correct, uh, honest. Yeah, (laughs) always important. (laughs) So you have a hand in both the long-term financial goals and health as well as the the day-to-day activity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of co-ops have a finance manager. I am not the finance manager. The finance manager would have more long-term planning um, responsibilities, Mm. but Ed really has always taken that part of the, the role, and so controller kind of fits my duties better. Mm, okay, okay. So have you seen any evolution or change in your role since the beginning? Yes. Yeah, can you talk about that? <laughs> so when we started, um, obviously it was a much smaller organization and there were definitely financial struggles. So we all had many, many tasks. So when I first started, I was, as I said, I was setting up the financial, the, the accounting system, and I was also doing the payroll. So I, I just had a lot more tasks. Now, obviously, we have Melissa doing HR, and I have Julie doing most of the sort of daily bookkeeping tasks. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a lot more staff taking care of everything. So it's just not as many hats. Yeah. <laughs> but it, there were there any completely out of realm range of finance tasks? Like, were you downstairs <laughs> cutting cheese at no, all? No, you mean tasks that weren't part of finance yeah. related? Oh, let's see. Did I? No. No, I've never really no, okay. been So not, not that extreme yeah. level of, no. of cross No, it was, more, it was always admin. When we started, um, there really wasn't room over here for admin offices, so we rented space over in the old hospital building. At the beginning, it was just two of us over there. Jen Cusick was our first finance manager. She later became our general manager, right before Ed became general manager. Oh, okay. He was, we had a general manager, and then he left, and so Jen became general manager. And Ed was store manager, and then Jen left, and Ed became general manager. That seems like a very interesting divide to make between a general manager and a store manager, because I think now, especially, we use them interchangeably to refer to him. 
Well, Chris is really this, I think of Chris as the store manager. Oh, okay. Ed is the general manager. Because Chris really is in charge of the daily yeah. operations. I, was, I guess he's considered the operations manager. Yeah, I was going to say if that was the divide I was thinking of, like long-term overall versus day-to-day, kind of how you were explaining exactly. controller versus finance manager. Right, right, exactly. And so Jen was looking at bigger picture. You know, at that time, there was a lot of financial issues. Um, she was really finance manager, but, but also more general manager. And Ed was really on-site dealing with uh, operations as a store. So thinking way, way back to the beginning, again, I know we're still in the beginning, but going even further back. All right. What, if anything, did you know about co-ops before you started working here? Um, I definitely had experience with them because my mother was always a member of the Hanover Co-op. Okay. And so we would go there, you know, every time we went to Hanover, which... Back then, it seemed like a lot because you'd go there for the doctor and for the yeah. dentist and for everything. Um, so I was definitely familiar with the co-op food store. I didn't know about like the co-op principles and mm-hmm. and the history or any of that, but but the idea of a, a co-op food store was very familiar. So it was it was a normal thing, yeah. maybe. It wasn't like a special or weird or it was just kind of integrated. No, well, in. and actually, now that I think about it, we had in Franconia. Well, I guess that wasn't really a co-op necessarily. It was a health food store, Tatuamasi or Tatuamasi mm-hmm. health food store back in the 70s, I guess. So that whole idea of a, of a natural food yeah. store was very familiar. Also, kind of interesting was UNFI, which is our biggest natural food provider uh, supplier. There was a co-op in Franconia, a buyer's club, um, I think it was the Harvest Co-op, and a group of people would just place orders through UNFI, and I guess maybe once a month, the truck would show up and everyone would come to someone's house and divvy up the food. So I guess that was my first experience with a real true co-op. That almost sounds like like an underground secret (laughs) co-op. Well, I think there are a lot of co-ops like that. I don't know if there still are, I imagine. Or at least... There are still probably setups like that, even if they don't call themselves a co-op, or they might not even know to call themselves right, a co-op. Right, right. Yeah. I think if you look at the history of a lot of co-op food stores, they started that way. Yeah. You know, it's just a group of people ordering food together so that they can get a good price. Yeah. And uh, and then eventually it got so big they had to have a building. <laughs> yeah, isn't that what we're just doing here in the essence of it all is buying yeah. food and then for distributing us it, was, it? For us it was so many people traveling to Hanover to go to the co-op and yeah. saying, hey, we want our own co-op. I was going to say it's also... It's also funny and great that you mentioned the Hanover Co-op because that's also where we got so much of our foundation yeah. from as a store is not copying and not necessarily completely modeling, but very but very close to those actions yeah. from the Hanover Co-op, which relates to our cooperative principle of cooperation amongst cooperatives. Right. Right. So we've been talking, we've been scattering the cooperative principles throughout 
these podcasts. So you brought up another one. So it may in the business world, the traditional business world, we'll say, it would be a little strange for a quote unquote competitor mm-hmm. to be helping someone else theoretically take business away from them but it's not a strange idea in our world right because we want all co-ops to succeed right and be good yeah 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 because the founders of this of the Littleton co-op and most of the original members were loyal customers of Hanover Co-op, members of the Hanover mm-hmm. Co-op. So yeah, they, I mean, I don't know how much volume it really was, but um, the Littleton Co-op definitely would have taken sales away from Hanover. But yeah, Hanover was critical in forming, in helping us. Um, our chart of accounts is the Hanover chart of accounts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just gave us everything and we... Um, took as much as we needed. Yeah, um, because in the last episode, we were talking about how it was really kind of a three-year period of formation for the Littleton Food Co-op, but how that's that's an outlier to the norm of five, 10, 20, or more years in yeah. forming a co-op. So yeah. the Hanover, everything we could get from them was definitely definitely a factor in that yeah yeah I think they they were it made a huge difference also the the original founders our original board members were so um just so driven to make it work and they were such a good group of people they had such skills you know from businessmen to lawyers uh accountants bankers you know we were representing all these skills that are so helpful for forming a new business so I think they really did a great job and making it happen and there was just so much community enthusiasm well so I was gonna say you clearly had a lot of in my mind a lot of experience with co-ops before coming here but when you were starting to explain to friends family anyone who would listen like where you were starting to work Mm -hmm. like what was the response did people understand what you meant because we were talking last episode and I kind of said I picture the co-op in its early days explaining it kind of like a pyramid scheme in the sense of being like hey you could own your own grocery store get 10 of your friends to do it too and I I'm wondering what it would be like to explain to someone especially in the early days yeah what were you doing Again, there were so many people that knew exactly what it was and and wanted it so much. And I think the people, most of the people I knew already were very aware of co-ops. So I don't, you know, actually on, in the reverse, what I remember telling people is it's just a grocery store, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think a lot of people didn't understand, you know, is this like a private business? Do Do I have to be a member? No. Right. And, and is it is it a health food store, you know, like, am I going to find what I want? And so I, I just remember letting people know, you know, we're just a really nice grocery store. Um, so don't be afraid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting because I feel like in a lot of ways I have 
such an opposing experience is I not constantly but a lot of times find myself explaining what I do and where I work and Mm -hmm. what it is and how it works and all that and that's not some scheme like that yeah Uh, and when people seem to understand what I where I work I'm like do you really though (laughs) or are you just like saying that and then you're gonna go google it later kind of thing so yeah I guess I I haven't had that experience so much I'm sure it's happened at some point but it's not a strong memory. It's yeah. so shrouded in misconceptions. Every part yeah. of it, I feel like. Yeah, I do know people who still don't want to come here because they feel it's too sort of elitist. The whole yeah. membership idea. Yeah. They don't really get that. But in a way, it's almost the opposite of elitist. Yeah. Right. In the sense that you are taking ownership and giving ownership of such a huge concept to anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's, that's People just, as with so many things in life, they just don't quite get it. Yeah. Or they have an idea in their mind yeah. and they don't want to change it. Yeah. So in the beginning, you were talking about the community support and your willingness and involvement in it. Did you know it was going to be what it is today as big of a deal, either in the community or kind of nationwide as food co-ops have become? Um, No, I mean, I always felt that we were going to be successful. You know, I knew that there was a need for it and there were a lot of people that were behind it. And I knew that we would expand eventually because that was always the plan. Um, as As a nation, the whole natural foods thing no I didn't know it was going to become that big yeah. I mean it's become so big that it's threatening co-ops yeah you know, all the other um, just regular businesses like uh, what is it Sprouts or certainly Whole Foods yeah seems like there are a lot of businesses that have taken on the sort of the aura of co-ops without necessarily being a co-op yeah um, but I always felt that we were going to do well was there anything in particular you could point to about either this food co-op specifically or co-ops in general that you were like this is why it's going to be successful in Littleton well other than knowing that there was a desire for it already I I think this area has a you know kind of a diverse population we have um a segment of population that really values healthy foods. Um, let's see what I want to say about that. You know, there's there's still that element left over from the Franconia College days. You know, there are people that have come to this state in the area that um, appreciate. You know, when we first opened, we were much more conventional. Oh, because um, Associated Grocers helped us get set up, and, and our a lot of our original inventory was AG inventory, which is very conventional. And we got pushback right from the beginning because we weren't offering enough natural and organic foods. So I knew that there was that that population out there, especially the original members. That's really interesting. Yeah. I guess in my mind, I always pictured it 
as more organic and natural than slowly mm. becoming conventional conventional no no we were very conventional right from the beginning you know because i think also we had to develop a relationship with these with a lot of vendors mm. in order to bring in the more interesting local um stuff yeah so yeah that makes that makes sense yeah but i mean i think we've been developing our inventory constantly you know mm-hmm. that's what i think probably what makes a good store is you listen to your customers and and change the inventory as needed if you tell us you want organic dental floss which i <laughs> well, don't even know what that that means or, we will try to free dental floss. <laughs> yeah. It's vegan. Yeah, vegan, that's the other. It's just grass. <laughs> yeah. It's just blades of grass. Yeah, yeah really. In well. a little container. <laughs> that's a good idea. That probably work really well. <laughs> that will be our side project. We have a little like shed in the back of the co-op. <laughs> yeah. Picking grass. It has to be just the right variety. Oh, of course. Strong. Some heirlooms in there. <laughs> so, tell, is there anything else that really stands out about the beginning? Working here in the beginning. You know, again, it was it was so much smaller, and I remember a point where we started hiring more and more people, and it was kind of sad because I thought in the beginning it was just us. You know, it was like a real family, and you knew everybody. And then we started hiring more and more people, and like some of them get hired, and I'd never really know who they were, and and they wouldn't know who I was. And yeah. So it was just it was funny feeling now it seems huge (laughs) I know I am someone who not even at work just in everything that I do I always try to know everyone who I'm interacting with or I've been such an observer that usually it ends up that I know everyone but they might not know (laughs) me and then I feel like a little (laughs) stalkerish but even then I think it was the other day and someone paged for a laurel or that's what we heard Floral. Floral. But it, <laughs> it sent me into such a spiral of uh, like, who is Laurel? Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, who is that? I know. Well, I always ask Melissa when I'm doing, um, I don't know, I'll be doing something looking at lists of employees and be like, who's this person? And she'll have to explain to me. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. It was floral. So. <laughs> I know. Mixing Laura and Lori, or is it a customer? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I did the same thing. So I pointed that out. But so, so yeah, just the fact that we've gotten so big. Um, in the beginning, it was just very cozy. Yeah. <laughs> so speak kind of off of that line. Do you kind of notice a difference in employees? being hired more recently versus those who have been here either since the beginning like you have or just more recently after we started? You know, I think it's interesting that of the original employees, there are quite a few of us who are still here. Yeah. I can't remember what the number is, like 12 or something? Uh, or was it even? Anyway. I, I, wait, I have the, I have them written down. It's oh. you, Brian, I'm going off of the picture we had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. 
So it's you, Brian, Ed, Kara, Tammy, John, John Oaks, Jimmy, Jimmy, Alex. Yeah. I feel like something I've noticed is a lot of the employees who originally were here or here in the first few years all really came from grocery Mm. and had such an interest in either grocery or food specifically. And I feel like now we're starting to see maybe because to your point of like people just need a position, but we're seeing a more diverse interest and it's almost people take, I like to think of people taking it as how can I connect food to my interest and how Mm. does my interest connect to food Mm -hmm. so now we have people here interested in health care and how food relates to that and um, nutrition and math and all of these like kind of more diverse interests rather than just people we picked and who funneled here from other grocery stores yeah yeah because in the beginning basically they were able to sort of headhunt those people i mean we needed department managers yeah so they definitely wanted to find people that knew the grocery world and they did you know with jimmy and rodney and Brian and I mean, these people that had been working for conventional grocery stores, mm-hmm. but still in the grocery industry, Ed, obviously, Cherise, for years. So that was really important to getting us going. Yeah. And now and, that uh, we have them in place, yeah. many of them still, they can kind of share their knowledge with people who ne- aren't necessarily coming in with it. Right. And I think we're, we still value that experience when we're looking for, yeah. for help, but um, open to other things. And also we're able to, you know, when you were talking about people who are interested in nutrition, and so I was thinking of Becky. Yeah. You know, by being able to hire specifically an outreach coordinator, oh my God, that was so huge. Yeah. Because yeah. it's someone who really doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the grocery business. Mm-hmm. It's just um, more focusing on how our co-op can help the community. And back to your point of conventional stores becoming more organic and natural and focused on local mm-hmm. food co-ops are now having to like shift their differentiator to right. be the community so yeah. it's definitely important that we were a little ahead of the curve in that and getting someone whose job it is to do that so yeah. Yeah. Becky we're relying on you <laughs> set us apart yeah <laughs> and I think she's doing it yeah I mean, until the stupid pandemic. Yeah. Well, that's why we have this. Yeah. Sorry Um, if we forgot you any original employees. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot. Yeah, because I swear. Well, Mike Falcorp is pretty close to the beginning. Yeah. It's also interesting, too, now that we're in our 11th year, Mm -hmm. but we made such a big deal about our 10 year Mm -hmm. that now you all are 11 year employees (laughs) but in my mind it's still 10 so there might be someone who started after a year that now says 10 right and I'm like oh they've been here (laughs) they're an original right oh I see but 
Well, pretty darn close. Pretty, yeah, pretty darn close. Yeah, like Chris started, I can't remember what year Chris started, but he was very near the beginning. But anyway, I think the fact that a big group of us are still here shows that um, we were really vested in, in our jobs and yeah. in the co-op. And I think now, you know, we have so many positions to fill. I think there are more people who it's just a job. Sometimes it'll be like four o'clock and they're like, it's just a little after three. <laughs> Let's see. And of course, no one's going to do anything until they hear that announcement. Yeah. Well, I always want to like make it announcement. Like if it's if like it's 124, I'm like, should I do it? But I'm, my biggest fear is like, we'll both be doing it at the same time. <laughs> well, you should do it sometime. Just I to know. Mix it up. I know. I also hate stepping on people's shoes. You're afraid they'll, they'll uh, yeah, feel Yeah, I don't want... My goal in life is no one ever be mad at me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that feeling, but that's hard. But not, not, not that I think they would actually no, care or anything. I don't think they would care. But as you were saying, difference... Um, I think we missed that. Yeah, so I was saying that now there are so many positions at the co-op to keep filled um, that there are a lot of employees that aren't as vested, mm-hmm. you know, it is just a job for them and they don't, you know, a lot of people don't last more than, God, some people don't last more than a few days. <laughs> we won't talk but about think, them, but. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's the thing is turnover is definitely higher yeah. now than it was in the beginning. Do you think that's naturally because there are more positions yeah. equals more turnover or something else? No, I think it's because it's it's just a big organization and we're just constantly trying to find people and sometimes you have to hire someone that might not be the best fit or, mm-hmm. um, so, no, I don't think it's, I don't think it has to do with the business, any yeah. fault of anyone. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, do you think that the coronavirus pandemic and there's kind of been like a renewed focus on people working in grocery stores. Do you think that has made anyone maybe positively kind of get reinvested in their job and their position and make it make themselves think, oh, this is not, this isn't just a job. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm essential. I'm giving back to my community. I don't know. Have you heard any comments like that? I've never, I haven't heard anyone. I mean, I think it's made us all sort of proud that we've stayed with it. And, yeah. And, and that we have provided the service. I haven't had anyone actually say to me, boy, I'm glad I work in a grocery store. Yeah. And provide this I, don't, I don't think I've heard anyone say it either, but I don't necessarily know if someone would come yeah. out and say yeah. that. It's a right. little cheesy. Right. I mean, I would, but... <laughs> But I'm me. But I think, yeah, I think there probably is a lot of pride yeah. in, in what we've done and how we've helped the community. Yeah, for sure. So to wrap up, what has been your favorite either memory or kind of aspect of your time here? I think there are two aspects of my job here that make it extra special. The first is everyone that I work with. And the fact that 
people do care so much about working here. They, they care about what we're doing. And I mean, look at the employee survey that just came out. Yeah. People love working here and they feel really that one of the, the, the questions was about, do you feel that, that you're supporting the mission of the co-op? by working here and, and it was like a resounding yes. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah, that's so cool that people see beyond I mean now after what I just said about people not being as vested. Yeah. Maybe I was wrong because people do seem to really care about what a co op is and what we're doing and, and that they're part of that. Yeah. So I mean that's pretty amazing to work for a place where everyone feels that strongly and um so that's definitely a big thing and then just myself feeling that way as well that, that I'm really glad I can work have a job that has as much meaning as it does you know and that supports the community and I'm not just you know doing something for a paycheck though I am <laughs> it's an added benefit it's an added benefit yeah well I really don't think there could be a better place to end than that so well, thank you so that. much for your time and for coming on and thank sharing you. your time thank you Do you want to be called Maddie or Madison? Maddie works. Okay. So hi, Maddie. Thanks for coming on today. You're so welcome. <laughs> okay. So do you maybe want to tell everyone what department or departments you work in and how long you've been here? I work front end and bulk department. Um, right now, I'm mainly doing curbside and bulk. And I've been here probably around six months. Nice. Who do you like better? <laughs> you don't have to answer. <laughs> you don't want to. I like both departments. Like Michelle, he's amazing. And Melody's amazing. So I like both. A very diplomatic answer. <laughs> so what's something someone wouldn't know about you by looking at you or like knowing you in the brief second they're interacting with you? Um, I guess one thing not a lot of people would know is that I'm... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> fun fact about you? Um, a fun fact about me is I do a lot of interesting things like with my free time. When I was younger I did a lot of Irish step dancing. I did rowing. Whoa. <laughs> and then I did your basic like dance, gymnastics, art, just your basic. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's basic, partially because I'm also a washed-up dancer. Okay, okay. Not that you are, but I definitely am. No, I definitely am, too. (laughs) Um, So then, thinking back to six, maybe seven months ago or earlier, before you were working here, what did you know about co-ops, if anything? Um, What I mainly knew about co-ops were that they're very community-based. Like, whenever I would come in here, it would be like, oh, would you like to round up for the partner of the month? And it would always be, like, the Boys and Girls Club. Now it's a Littleton Dog Park. And you could tell it's community-based, and everybody was very welcoming and warm, warming. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Definitely. That's that's good to know for someone who's worked here longer, that that's the vibe that we're, we're giving out. Yeah. Um, so then what made you decide to work here specifically? 
So I've been trying to apply before I worked here. I applied here quite a few times. I did it on paper, but then I didn't realize they went over to electronically. And so I kept applying, kept applying. And I think the one thing that drawed me in was that when you go somewhere other than the co-op to grocery stores or even sometimes other health food stores, they're not as homey and not as much of a welcoming feel that we have. We're very much a family that literally will help a lot of anybody, what I've realized. <laughs> yeah, um, I think even down to like how it looks inside. It's, it's, it's doesn't feel like a grocery store, but it is like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was talking um, to. She works in grocery, but yeah, we had that conversation for like 20 minutes today. Just about how welcoming and warming and how it's completely different than corporate. Yes. Yeah. Completely. Because we're not a corporation. We're not a corporation. Cooperation. (laughs) So when you tell your friends and your family that you're working at a co-op, either if they're around here or somewhere else, do they know what that means? Like, do they understand what you do? I think a lot, a good majority of them understand what I do. They know, like with the bulk department, they know we try to source stuff from like even smaller people or just try to get the best products possible. Um, That's what I've noticed. I know produce does that too. They help local farmers and they will get the best possible stuff they can get their hands on. When it comes to some, maybe of the younger folks, a lot of them don't realize they think it's just a grocery store, but it's more than that. It's definitely not like a Shaw's or a BJ's or anything like that. Yeah, I definitely found myself when I was at school, some people I'd be like, oh, I work at a food co-op because I knew they would appreciate what that meant. Yeah. And then other people I was like, oh, I work at a grocery store. store. Even though that was like, in a way, diminishing, I guess, the impact that we have. But I was like, you're not going to know yeah, it's, what this means. It's just going to mean the same thing. Yeah. So what's your experience been like here so far? It's been really good. By far one of the best jobs I have had. Aww. <laughs> Cutie audience. Aww. Um, it's really fun with working with such interesting individuals. Like, we as a whole as a bulk department we call each other like the oddballs because we're all so unique as individuals and so quirky so just working with people that aren't very plain or very that are open to expressing themselves makes it a lot better than just people that are just there for one thing yeah and one thing only so do you you said they feel open to like express themselves so do you feel the same like you feel like you can be yourself yeah I do like I'm I'm a very goofy person so when I at some jobs I've realized that I can't really express that just because of people there but here everybody's goofy and quirky what everybody really is here yeah and they're not afraid to show themselves they're not holding anything back do you think it's something like what do you think it is about this place versus another place that lets people be themselves more I think here that they're more relaxed so it's not like you're working in a corporation where they're like I want you to act this way just because you represent this place we want you to be formal here they obviously want you to be formal and very professional but 
you want to see that person that person as an individual just simply because that's what really makes us us like yeah. oh my god that was so beautiful <laughs> so then out of everything so it sounds like you've had a great experience so far what would be your favorite thing about working here um my favorite thing working here is gonna sound so weird but michelle <laughs> He's our bulk department manager, and there's not one day, and what I mean there's not one day where he doesn't entertain me or even amaze me in just some aspect of what he knows just food-wise or just world-wise or just some of his different reactions to different things. It's very funny and keeps life interesting in the bulk department. (laughs) We love you, Michelle. You're a great (laughs) asset to our team. So you had said you had been a customer here before you started working here. Yep. What is something that you think a customer wouldn't realize about working here? I think one thing they wouldn't realize is that how how much of a family we really are. We're very, compared to different places, it's, if you need help, everybody's willing to put that extra step forward to helping. Another thing, I guess, I didn't, I didn't even realize was how much we really do. Like, we do a lot. We do it all. We do a lot. (laughs) I feel like customers Because some come in from out of state or even whether it's an area where there's not even co-ops or they're just health food stores or just plain old generic grocery stores and they come in and they they sometimes might think we're a health food store but then they look around and then you have like coca-cola products you have your lace chips but then you also have the option to get something like more healthier more clean something that a health food store would offer yeah something from like five miles down the road yeah literally literally um I feel like something customers don't realize is, like, (laughs) I was going to say, I feel like customers don't realize the lengths we go for other customers. For sure. Or for them. Like, I, a lot of times I get off the phone and I'm like, a regular grocery store would not be doing this or not be having this conversation. That's true. I remember I had a, like, 20-minute phone call with a woman, and it started with her asking about a product we had and ended with her wanting me to part-time foster her dog. (laughs) And I was like, this is the call. (laughs) For sure. This would not be happening anywhere else. We do curbside, and, like, not a lot of grocery stores are doing that. Like, some are, but I feel like just in general like us helping others like for sometimes in bulk department or just anywhere customer will walk up to you like where the heck is this and I'm like I don't know so then I'll ask the next person and then at the end of it there'll be four or five of us looking for one product including the customer just to make sure they're happy and get what they want yeah I feel like to to your point of curbside which I've also done if places do have it it's almost more of an automated Mm -hmm. service but we if we don't have something you want we're gonna call you and be like listen we don't have this and not just give you egg rolls instead of peppers like something random so it's really personalized down to every little part it is truly yeah well thank you very much for your time today and sharing your 
opinions, I don't think I could have honestly scripted your responses better if I <laughs> tried, but can you attest that that was all you and your opinion? It was all me and my opinion. Perfect. We haven't had to cajole any employees yet. <laughs> Pumpkin spice. It's on its way. What's that? Fall. Is that what that smell is? Pumpkin spice on everything. Pumpkin spice. How about scary spice? Scary spice. Hey, Phil. Yes? What does fall mean to you? It means falling leaves. It means raking. It means eating. What does fall mean to you, Matt? Pumpkin spice, your favorite. Sometimes for fall, I like to make up a big batch of flapjacks and throw them into a lake. Are you out of your gourd? Where would you get this stuff? Go to the Littleton Food Co-op. The Littleton Food Co-op? Smell the fall freshness. Oh, I smell that. No, that was my neighbor's dog. Never mind. What does autumn mean to you? The Littleton Food Co-op. How so? Because I know I can get all the things I want for fall flavor. That sounds weirdly accurate. Matt Perry, what does fall mean to you? It's like a cornucopia. The Littleton Food Co-op is a member-owned grocery store featuring local produce, hot-prepared foods, deli, bulk foods, craft beer, wine, specialty cheese, and much more. We're owned and governed by our members. Hi, Jesse. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for me being back on you the podcast. You are so welcome. You are our first reoccurring guest. I feel both blessed and honored. You should. Simultaneously. You should. You should also feel proud. I feel that too. Okay. I think. So you're back because we're doing our second installment of the product of the week. And instead of me giving my opinion, I thought this would be a great time to get another employee opinion. Who to ask but the most opinionated person in the greater marketing department of the co-op. <laughs> so why don't you tell us what you chose for the product of the week? Before I get too far into it, let me let me just ask you how you feel about potatoes. I love them in all shapes, forms, and sizes. Me too. Um, when you think of potatoes, is there like a state that comes to mind for you? Idaho? Idaho. Yeah, I don't know why. A, a terrible, terrible, terrible propaganda campaign has erased Maine's history of, of being one of the greatest potato producers in these United States, that's, I would say. That's such a shame. You know, I think it was all the lobsters. All the lobsters. They really conspired against the potatoes. It was a big war. I think I remember hearing about it back in the early 2000s or, or maybe it was 1800s. I don't remember. Well, Maine does have potatoes. They've had potatoes... For a while, if, if I understand correctly. And uh, like we were saying, I love potatoes. Um, I, I have a potato problem. My name is Jesse, and I'm addicted to potatoes. That is the first step in, in getting better. It is. I'm not sure if anyone out there has turned on the news at all lately, but things are a little crazy right now. And sometimes when things are a little crazy, as fun as it is to eat as healthily as humanly possible, you just need... You just need a little comfort food. Yes. You need a little comfort food. So today I have Fox Family Potato Chips grown and uh, produced, converted from their raw potato form into delicious chips in Maine. So maybe not local by our strictest definition, but, you know, Maine's a neighbor. I'll, yeah. I'll call that local. Why not? If, Why not? If anyone wants to fight me about it, uh, I'll meet you outside uh, after lunch. By the parking lot. You know, what What can you say about a potato chip other than they're potato chips and they're delicious and yeah. they, they taste good. And what flavor do you got there? In moderation, 
I'd, I'd say they make you feel good. Yeah. Um, I, in my hand, currently have uh, sour cream and onion. So they do contain milk, so if, if you and lactose are in an argument, you might want to go for the original or the barbecue varieties, maybe the salt and vinegar. They're just really good chips, and there's really not much else I can say. They're barbecue is a little spicier than most barbecues, which as someone who's completely destroyed their mouth with capsaicin, I really appreciate. And they're made right here in Maine. So these are Fox Family potato chips made by, as the name would suggest, the Fox Family, who have been growing potatoes uh, since the 1800s in Maine. And potatoes, by the way, in case I haven't mentioned it, are the number one export of farms in Maine potatoes. Number one product of northern Maine farmers. I think it's really funny that you said, as the name implied, they're made by the Fox family because I thought you were going to drop the bombshell that there's a secret fox coven in Maine where the fox animals are making potato chips. Well, you clearly know too much. I do. And, I'm sorry. Uh, on behalf of the foxes, we're going to have to eliminate you. Okay. Um, but no, the Fox Please family do. in Maine, they're they're from Blaine, Maine. Just take a moment for that. Blaine, Maine. It does rhyme. And we love them for it. And we love their chips. You can find these by the checkout. They're sort of at the end of the chip aisle. We've, we've got a whole aisle of chips. We're chip people here in northern New Hampshire. And, and if you want a good local chip to, to uh, satisfy your salty potato craving. Uh, highly recommend Fox Family Potato Chips. They're in the silver bag near checkout. Check them out. Let us know what you think. Marketing at littlethinkalop.org. Let's hear from some more employees about their experience working at the Littleton Food Co-op. Do you want to say your name, what department you work in, and how long you've been working here? Hi, this is Tom Gallagher. I have been, oh my goodness, it's almost almost two. It'll be two years in October. Actually, I started part time in the deli. Great bunch of people to work with, but I'm now the department manager for the health, beauty, and general merchandise, and I've been here three months. Okay, uh, my name is Erin. I work in the produce department, and I've been here for ten months. Awesome. Name's Caitlin. I worked here for three years in September um, on the front end as a cashier and a supervisor. Uh, Brian Labonte, uh, produce department, and I've been here since the beginning. Since the beginning, yes. so 11 whole years. Yes, You're in the preteen stage now. Yes, I am. Yes, yes, it's about to hit maybe 13. My name is Jose Bonilla. Bonilla is it, they say it in, the, in American. Um, I work in the deli department. I am the food service manager. I've been here for uh, a little over three years. Do people ever say vanilla, like vanilla? Vanilla, vanilla, I've heard oh. all the different. Bonacqua, I mean, it's, it sometimes comes out weird. R.I.P. So then, what's your favorite thing about working here? Uh, I'd have to say the customers. They shop here because they want to shop here, not because they have to shop here. And it, it shows. I mean, they're really nice, friendly. They care about what we're doing. And I enjoy it. One of the reasons I decided to try to work full-time was I enjoyed the camaraderie, the family atmosphere, the fact that the co-op 
is you know locally owned and operated. The whole the whole thing about the co-op was really appealed to me. Uh, the only thing I miss working in my department versus the deli is I don't have anybody to talk to because I'm, I'm all by myself. That's but it's a I'm but here. it is a, yeah it's a great place to work and I I really enjoy talking with the customers and trying to help them out with their questions and stuff. So it's a cool place to work. I'm proud of the fact that we try to focus on more local, um, good for the environment, uh, and, and healthy for the for the customer. Yeah. So not a lot of chemical and stuff, and that's you know, kind of where we, we major. Um, I remember the percentage that was quoted to me that close to 40% as a, as a co-op store um, are locally sourced. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that's going to be produce and th- food items. But I like that fact. I like to be supporting the local folks instead of the big corporations. So, um, so yeah. I think there's so many. I think just getting along with everybody, it's, it's a whole new environment. I've worked in places where you don't really know anybody that you work with, and here I know a lot of people about, and a lot about them. So there's no secret. There's no uh, secret. Rivalries. It is a family. Yeah. Here's the people. The people are just Thank great. So it was before I started working here. I used to walk these halls and aisles, I should say, and uh, be like, I'm gonna work here one day. And it was before the expansion, so it was way, way back. And uh, you know, it was just the, the people were just so nice, and I was like, you know, I, I love the environment. So yeah, it's gonna happen. And you know, here we are. <laughs> Before you started working here three years ago, what, if anything, did you know about co-ops? I didn't know a whole lot other than it's community-based and community-owned, which was very important to me because I've always been into the community and working as a, I don't know, it's like a family, I guess. (laughs) I knew some. um, Actually, my oldest daughter actually is the Bolt Department manager down the Hanover Co-op. Uh, she's been there for years, so um, it just in our conversations. Um, yeah, yeah, I knew a little bit about it. I nothing. Nothing. I absolutely nothing. Never even heard of the co-op. Perfect. That yeah. makes me feel better. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I know that they are member-owned, uh, so there's not like a big corporate headquarters somewhere out of state where you're sending all of your profits. Um, I didn't know too much. Uh, I, I knew that anytime I shopped at a co-op, it was always, it felt really nice. It didn't feel kind of like that soul-sucking experience of going to a big grocery store where you're just trying to get in and get out as fast as possible. And uh, and that's been true working here too. It feels like the energy is just really good around here. People like being here. Um, people like working here. So it, that's, that's about what I knew, yeah. <laughs> oh, good, because I was going to ask you if the experience true when when you yeah absolutely and um because i know more now i can appreciate now more to what co-ops actually do in terms of you know uh supporting their communities and and making sure that the the money that gets spent here stays here and and gets cycled back into the community which is great yeah so now that you've worked here for some time do you feel like your first perception was accurate? Yes, and then some. Oh, tell me tell. Well, I think it's cool how we work with all the different charities in the area. Um, that's huge for me. Um, and then getting to know the customers, getting to know everyone in the community, and like making networking happen. And I don't know, it's, it's really neat. Yeah, there are definitely people out there who only know me because so, I work here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but would do so much more for me than if I just worked anywhere else. Right, right. Definitely. Is it is it true now? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's that and more. You know, it's because it's 
you'd wish every job would be like this where you have you know you, your, your co-workers are just so nice they'll help you out with anything they're into the fundamental you know sharing of employees you know I got guys that work in a meat department at front ends you know it, so it, it's great to, to be a, a company that just does that as a whole you know and you know we're just like, we're little guys out here but you know we, we do a lot of big things especially in the community and you know using local products and sustainability um, working on that in my department getting that plastic piece down you know so we got Tupperware everywhere <laughs> We are small but mighty right. in more the ways than one. That's correct. Well, just the the um, control we have. Like I was produce manager for a uh, big chain. I'll keep the name out. Um, and I had absolutely no control over quality of the product that came in, pricing. And here we do. We have control of where it comes from and how much we're going to sell it for. Um, and so... It's, it's a lot more responsibility, but it's nice to have that responsibility because, you know, it's, it's all about the people that walk in the front door and doing what's right for them. Yeah. And the corporate office doesn't really know what's going on in each location. So, so wrapping up, what's something that someone wouldn't know about you? About me? Yeah. Uh, everybody knows everything about me. Okay, then it shouldn't <laughs> be hard to think of something to say. What? What's a fun fact? A fun fact about me. Uh, Jeez, put me on the spot here. I know. I'm asking the hard-hitting questions. Yeah, this is very hard. Um, You're not very fun, so... No, I'm kind of a boring person. I yeah. come to work and... Oh, I, I got nothing for you. What's your favorite vegetable? My, I don't have a favorite vegetable. I love them all. Uh, about me? About you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why does everyone say that? I say, what's a fun fact? And they're like, about me? I'm like, yes. Fun fact about me. Well... Uh, I was a teenager. I was a published poet. Oh. Most people don't know it. Ha, ha, ha. Oh. <laughs> it, was a, it was a terrible poem. I go back and I look at it. Like, when I wrote it, it was a, t- it was a competition in a magazine, and I did it. Um, but, I, you know, I'm a musician. Um, I have had an opportunity to play here, oh, almost two years now, the, the last day when I did it. Um, but, yeah, I get to play around. I have three dogs. I have an English Bulldog, a Shih Tzu, and a Pomeranian. Okay, we need Dave. Lucky is the Pomeranian, Dora is the Shih Tzu, and Duke is our Bulldog. Love it. Fun fact. Oh, yeah. I am a passionate potter. Oh. Pottery is my hobby. I do lots of pottery at home. Got my own studio there. I've seen some of your stuff here <laughs> in the cafe. It's <laughs> very nice. I, I can attest to that. <laughs> to his potting skills. <laughs> okay. Here we are. <laughs> so, since you've been a shopper before you worked here, what do you think is something that customers don't realize about working here? I think they don't realize, um, let's see, there's probably a couple things they don't realize, but it's a that, hard question, I know. Yeah, they, I, I think a lot don't know about the, the, the whole, the details about the membership, probably. Um, you know, they think there's still people out there don't think they can shop here because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're not a member. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we got all the everyone welcome thing going on, which is great. But Oh, boy, that's a big one. I know. <laughs> um, something that a customer wouldn't know about working here. Uh, well, I think particularly in the produce department, we do a lot of work with our local farmers. Um, so we really do support the people who are out in our community growing our food. Um, and we wor- we really work hard to keep those relationships good and to make sure that the food that we get in here is grown as, as locally as possible. 
So it's it's a really positive environmental impact as well, as well as a great economic impact. Yeah, getting getting all the people, planet, and profits. That's what we right? try to do. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Not know about working here. Yeah. I think part of one of the things, and it, yeah, it's it's, a, it's going to be different for different people. But one of the things I like that you don't see anywhere else, and it it, it may be noticeable, it may not be noticeable, is that everybody works together. There's a huge team approach to how we run and how we work. Some people will notice that, but a lot of people don't necessarily see that. Um, and that's one of the things that drives our customer service because, you know, I may work in the wellness department, but if a customer has a question about a grocery, item, I'm going to go help them. And I'm going to let, leverage the knowledge that everybody else has. Um, and so that's the piece of the customer, I think, sees. They don't necessarily know that I don't know a thing about grocery. <laughs> But I I'm, but I'm gonna. I don't have an idea about you know, I mean, you learn, you know, as you go along. But it's one of those things that, you know, it's kind of transparent to them, and as it, as it should be, actually. You know, I think that's a. Um, but you know, at the co-op, you know, very, very supportive of each other, family, family ordered. Um, I could go on and on, but one of the things that really brought it in focus for me was the whole thing we've gone through with the COVID, and how the co-op has dealt with all the changes and regulations, but they've kept the people first. I have not seen that in many other places. Uh, family members that I know of and their experiences have been very different. And that is, people don't see that. Yeah. That's something, but it's, if, if there's one thing that I really appreciate about the co-op is the fact that they do care about us, the employees and the people and the customers too. But I mean, they, as workers, no, I mean, one of the things that I, you know, have learned in uh, almost two years is that I have absolutely no doubt that the co-op genuinely cares about and looks after their people, their employees. Um, as I say, I've, the experience I've had here, especially with all the COVID stuff, versus what my own family members have experienced where they work, very different, very different. Um, it's, uh, it really underscores that whole family atmosphere that as an employee, I feel customers may not get that, but we get it as employees. So. that's about it for this episode of That's Rad. Thank you all for coming back to listen to episode two. I hope it was interesting and worth some of your time today. I want to give a big thank you to all of our employees for not only taking the time to talk to me, but for showing up every day to provide for this community in a big way. As always, if you have comments about the show, questions you want answered, products we have to try, or a story of your own to tell, let us know by reaching out on social media. You can DM us on Instagram at Littleton underscore co-op or message us on Facebook at the Littleton Food Co-op. I hope you have a great rest of your week and you remember to eat, sleep, and be rad.
production of the Littleton Food Co-op. Anastasia Marr hosts and directs. Jesse Smith and Annie Stewart produce. Becky Colpritz provides her unrelenting support and positivity. The Littleton Food Co-op is Littleton, New Hampshire's community-owned grocery store. We put our money where your mouth wants to be. Local farms, of course. No membership is required to shop here. Come check us out sometime, just off of Exit 41 in Littleton at 43 Bethlehem Road. Or, if you're cruising the web, go to littletoncoop.com. What about this one? Is this one local? It sure is. Spinach from right over the river at Joe's Brook Farm. What about this thing? Yes, that's a radish from Meadowstone. Wow, local food is exciting. I am excited. I too am excited also as well. If only there was a month dedicated to locally grown food. Oh well. Did someone say eat local month? Whoa, the Littleton Food Co-op Local Foods Wizard. Neat. Yes, it is I here to tell you about the wonder and magic of NH Eat Local Month. A strong local food economy is one of the best ways we can stay resilient to any challenge that comes. The Littleton Food Co-op is proud to support our state's food producers by buying local and hope you'll do the same. Buying local foods keeps our rural landscapes healthy, our communities strong, and our economy growing. Research shows that communities with strong local food economies are more vibrant and diverse overall. Littleton Food Co-op, your local food HQ. Just off exit 41 at 43 Bethlehem Road in Littleton. Littleton. Erica Zoo! Nailed it.